This is The After Party, live with Jim McAllister and John Daly. What up, what up, what up? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, which Kim, means you it's your, uh, Friday tea? Eve. Oh, that's true. Oh my God, this hibiscus tea is amazing. Oh. Okay. If you don't know, this is, uh, I'm in the 13 days of tea. I was sent a big box of teas to try. And so this is tea, I think we're at number 11. Oh, oh nice. I had the Earl Grey. I did the Moroccan Mint. Boy, that was good. And this is the hibiscus. So this is the third one. So good. Murphy, yeah, happy you Friday Yeah, you and Murphy Eve are both on the same page. Mm-hmm. Happy Friday yeah. Eve. Friday that sounds Eve. better, right? It's like, it's also like college Friday for yeah. my bartending days. Yeah. You know, college kids just act like it's Friday. If you will Coachella it to Valley be so. Coffee, by the way. CoachellaValleyCoffee.com. They're not our sponsor, uh, but they are no. Mark Thompson show sponsor, yeah. and we are, you know, we we love them. I don't we'll see any of that. Shout out. Um, <laughs> I'll add that to my uh, Friday Fabulous Florida uh, yeah. fee. Um, and uh, that that's it. You know, you know, the show is crowdfunded, and it's um, hopefully you won't like sell your interest in the show, a la Hall and Oates. I don't think because you, you do have fifty percent. You do have fifty percent ownership. Yeah, no, I, I you would, would let me know, right? Before I, I would, I would let you know. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't sell it out from under you, friend. I wouldn't well, do it. Um, friend, F R E N. Thank you, Heather. <laughs> uh, Harry Magnet with five dollars. Two fifty, two fifty of that before taxes goes to Kim. Let's get this party started. Or I should say, Kim's, Kim's kids. Yeah. <laughs> How much of that we is going to it. Starbucks for Julia? Or, and uh, bassoon lessons and oboe lessons. I'm telling you, saxophone what's, what's, lessons for I, Jacob. I, I, I've been meaning to ask you, what's blocking your window? Oh, that's a French horn. Oh, so you have two horns? Uh, well, one's a, a tuba-esque kind of thing. Right. And then the one on top is a French so horn. You're I don't really, know how it ended up there. You're really running out of places to put things. They have this, yeah. This is where the musical <laughs> instruments get dumped. Yeah, like in the my only office. place I can put it is uh, in my background on my on my uh, <laughs> my shows. Yeah, that's next. French horn lessons coming soon to a theater near you. Yeah, man, it looks kind of ominous. Like it's kind of like a shadow, like a dark. It does. Type. It looks kind of like Darth Vader-ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like, like uh, one of those old medical masks with a point on the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have um, you ever I known guess we... someone like that who who wanted dark? to play every instrument? You know, no. who couldn't just pick one, but they wanted to try them all? No. Yeah. Most people in my family are like that with the buffet. <laughs> they can't pick one thing to eat. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Um, I'm a little disappointed. You know, I got, um, I hate to say it because it's like the opposite of Coachella Valley Coffee. But before the show, it's really difficult for me to make my way anywhere except Starbucks because it's really close. It's a block away. Mm-hmm. But you're a Pete's and guy. I am a Pete's guy. So I... Mm-hmm. I I have to be careful because if I cheat too much, then I start calling a small a tall. And I did that once at Pete's and everyone there knew I used to work at Pete's as a barista. And I was like, I was small shamed. Busted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't know. I, I'm with the coffee shops that call a small a small, a medium a medium, and a large a large. Yeah. Because this is America. Hell yeah. Um, But anyway, uh, I got a little cocky. So I thought, you know what? They, they had a coupon, coupon, not coupon, for 50% off today for uh, loyal customers now that I'm back okay. in their graces, right? Sure. And um, and it's 50% off. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do what Gene Burns used to do. When I'd get his coffee from Starbucks, I'd get a quad shot. So that's four shots of espresso, which is like... How'd that way, go for you? It's way too much. We're about to find out. <laughs> but when I got my drink, you know, yesterday I had a sticker on top that said I was a star. And yeah. today there was no sticker. Oh, that's rude. So you know, I don't know. You're talking about your coupons. Yeah. Do you see this story? There's a new analysis that says I that in analysis. order to live like you did in 2021, yeah. you need $15,000 more a year just to oh, live like you did 15, two years 000. ago. Yeah, no, this is an economic analysis by a group of congressional Republicans. So... We'll take it they with have, a grain of salt. They have more than 15,000. That's have just like a, one contribution of gold bars. 
exactly they they have a reason <laughs> to uh to, to there's ding a reason the cost this place of living but they say uh yeah that in order to live like you w- were in 2021 buy the same groceries yeah. live in the same place do all these things you need fifteen thousand dollars more a year are republicans really the like what did you say it was this it was a group of republican uh politicians what, what was it's an economic analysis done by a group of congressional republicans you really think that they know no what the costs are they, don't, they can't they have even people fund buying, the country they're gonna they the, analyze they, my economics they'll they have people taking like buying everything for them right yeah that's like half of a driver you know they say they had a they they created this thing called an inflation tracker the members of Congress's Joint Economic Committee, uh, this is what has the inflation tracker, and it shows the impact of inflation on the average household in every state. Can we, mm-hmm. and we don't get too political here on the After Party Live, mm-hmm. but um, can we stop pretending like Republicans are economic, like fiscal conservatives? They're not. They're not. They spend As a as matter much. of fact, I think, wasn't it uh, Trump that outspent the, yeah, it's just a matter of where the money is yeah. going and who's getting a refund, people who don't need it. But anyway, I don't want to get yeah. too political. Sorry. Yeah. And I'm Let's in solidarity to... with uh, the, the king. Look at that. <laughs> <His shirt. laughs> I'm just kidding. Are you endorsing racism? Is that what's happening? No. You oh. know, some people don't think it happened, but I come from a mm-hmm. family. I'm mixed race and I have a grandma who was, I had a grandma who was racist. Um, you don't know unless you, like, here's the thing. It's kind of like people like, oh, I can't believe that actor did blah, blah, blah. They, their whole life has been about PR, right? They've had yeah. PR people who have been presenting this false, even if it's mostly genuine, this false, the best self, right? What they want the, you to see, right? Exactly. And you know what that's like in your life, right? Yeah. Like the, the us that we're presenting right now, not the us that you hear at like a 11 p.m. at night when we're talking on the phone, right? Um, <laughs> I'm going to regret the four shots of espresso. That I don't I know. I think it's pretty much the same, actually. I don't no, know but you know really... what I mean. Like you're, yeah. you, you let your hair down. Oh, you always let your hair down. Yeah. Um, you might let something slip. Let's just be real that you wouldn't yeah. say. So to say that you don't you don't know whether or not he said that. And it's like, you know what? I'll just tell you, my grandma's, my mom's Middle Eastern, my grandma when when uh, my father and her were visiting her and um, on the big island Hawaii, she intentionally cooked pork, mm-hmm. even though my mom was Muslim, and, and told she my knew? she know yeah, it okay. on purpose and told my great aunt that she did it because she knew that my father wasn't getting pork at home. So it's not always like a direct verbal insult. Racism has many many different flavors. So unless mm-hmm. you've like been in that experience, I wouldn't be so quick to dismiss it as not being real. That's all I want to say. Well, let us move to animals from racism. Dude, that's happier. To animals. <laughs> I told because you I shouldn't have had another feel-good moment of people trying to help animals, which I always like, right? Yes. This Siberian husky. I had a Siberian husky, so oh, my you? heart is there. That's yeah. actually why I put the story in there. And really? I, I, yeah, and I made it a oh. Kim story, so you could do it. That's so nice of you. See, you a total giver. Give, give, give. Animal control officers in Kentucky came to the rescue of this Siberian husky that somehow, and they're crafty, these huskies, managed to get himself stuck in a storm drain. And we have video when you're ready for it. Neighbors saw this. Oh, we have video? Okay, because neighbors reported this large dog trapped in a storm drain. They say sometimes we get calls about ducklings, but not a husky. So they ended up going out and rescuing the husky named Sebastian uh, f- to the from the storm drain and taking him back to the city shelter. But let's check the video. Are you wait? Are you are you ready for the cutest dog you've ever seen? Yeah. Uh, check this out. I don't know if you can come out that way. I don't think you can. I mean, you're gonna have to go that way. You coming? Are you gonna come? Come on. Oh, I left the end there because of that face. That was so cute. Yeah, he's okay. They got him out. He's all right. But what a yeah. cute dog, Sebastian. Glad he found his way out of that one. Very, very cute. Um, yeah. This next story is about, oh, a pig. 
<laughs> in honor of my grandma. Uh, a baby. loose a loose pig, <laughs> uh, or otherwise known as bacon in some parts. Um, this is a story about a loose pig. Uh, this was in Ontario. We get a lot of That's news out of Canada. That's a big pig. That's yeah, a big, big pig. Drivers on an Ontario highway faced an unusual traffic hazard when a loose pig ended up wandering uh, through the road. Uh, Catherine Burtonshaw, co-founder of Ground Search and Rescue, KW, said she received a call from a volunteer around 3 p.m. on Tuesday. She said, Cat, we have a problem. We've got a pig on the highway. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, Burtonshaw uh, alerted Ontario Provincial Police and the Ministry of Transportation. Wow, that got escalated. To the presence <laughs> of a, of a uh, is it porcine? If you're talking about Por- pigs. Uh-huh. Porcine, yeah. porcine roadblock on Highway 8 in Kitchener. Uh, I want to make sure we get all the locations down here in case you're looking for Whole Foods. The unfortunate part was that the truck, uh, <laughs> I'm assuming, had fallen off of what was probably about half a mile down the road. Oh, that's sad. So they had to reroute the truck, and just by chance, one of their sister trucks was coming by, and it was closer, so they were able to guide the pig on. That sucks, though, for that pig to fall off yeah, of a truck that does suck. in the middle of oh, a highway. Poor piggy. Um, it looks rather zen, though. For being maybe he's hurt. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think it's horrible what we did. Not to go back down to yeah. the negative, but it's it's sad what we do to animals. Let's go to the solar storm, shall we? Ooh, we're having storm. one. Did you know it's coming? Because I, I didn't I hear didn't about know. it until last night. Right now, there is a powerful solar storm hitting the Earth. Oh, that's pretty. It's multiple explosions on the side of the sun facing the Earth have sent a blast of plasma and gas our way. So we have these powerful blasts that happened Monday and Tuesday. It's a roadhog. That's funny. Um, as coronal mass ejections, those Wait, are what? Ir- yes, those what are, are ir- coronal mass ejections. Sounds kind of dirty. It does sound dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you want to what me? They are eruptions from the sun's outer atmosphere caused by its magnetic fields, and they combine together into something called a cannibal CME, sending supercharged gusts of plasma toward our planet. They're not dangerous to human beings, but this means that um, some satellites might feel the effects of the storm, right? We could see some services disrupted, potentially, and that is happening today and tomorrow. Are we still going to get yeah. sunlight? Yeah, we'll get sunlight. They're not going to turn that off, are they? They're not going to turn that off. It's weird to think of the sun as having like an atmosphere. It's like hot and hotter and really hot. Hella hot. The National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration no. says the sun's instability is raising the chance of our star unleashing an X-gas flare. It's the most powerful kind. That sounds dirty, so, but not in a good way. An X-gas flare. Not something you want to be around. No, no, it sounds like something your partner does. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we could see today and tomorrow maybe some uh, disruptions in services. Ah, well, you know, it happens. We'll live, right? It's not the end of the world. Yeah, we'll get through it. It'll be all right. Yeah. Although I'm sure the end of the world will be really pretty, too. If your satellite TV is disrupted for a hot minute satellite radio maybe your cell phone service it's all right it'll all come back then just tune into youtube and uh Mm -hmm. watch the after party live and then you'll see stories like this cave aliens we teased this yesterday an eerie trio of alien-like humanoid figures with giant heads were found painted in african cave leaving scientists baffled um this is this has been dated back several hundred years um i think more than 100 years um, includes unknown figures that look like they cost possibly be alien-like. The figures have long bodies and giant heads with skinny arms and finger, fingers, leaving archaeologists to believe that they may not be fully humans or animals. Um, the painting was discovered in 2018 at a Swaga Swaga game reserve in central Tasmania. The, oh, Tazan- Tanzania, sorry. You That's know, fun to say. Maybe they were drawing pictures of shadows. Hmm. Shadows? Anybody think of that? Yeah, you know how shadows look like long bodies and big heads? Shadows of people? Yeah. You're walking down the sidewalk and your shadow looks a little funky. It looks like, you know. Well, that, I mean, look at that photo. That means you're a really bad artist. No offense. (laughs) One or the other. (laughs) I'm not a great artist, but I just like to say Swaga Swaga Game Reserve in central Tanzania. It's pretty cool. 
Um, it is believed that the painting is from hunter-gather societies. That's why I'm thinking this is more than a couple hundred years. <laughs> mm -hmm. It displays a group of what looks like the uh, wildebeest, uh, elands. Do you know what an eland is? E-L-A-N-D. No. A buffalo and even a giraffe and then three human-like figures that seem to have like fingerprints for heads. You notice that? Or like palm fronds. Yeah, it does look like fingerprints. They've tried to put together a few clues to pinpoint um, what the alien... I love that people just jump to aliens, though. Uh, to pinpoint what the alien-looking figures of giant heads could be. Uh, maybe they're just really starving, like starved people. Uh, the new findings were published in Cambridge's University Press. Um, so, you know, that's reputable, unlike some of the stories we do. Um, they took a more modest route at first and tried to compare the giant heads to buffalo heads, but then slightly ruled it out due to there being no people wearing buffalo heads recorded from that time period. Or they're, they're buffalo? I guess they're buffalo in uh, Africa? I didn't know that. I'm learning so much today. In this trio, the figures seem to be uh, featuring uh, stylized buffalo heads. These shapes recall the central dip in the profile of the buffalo head from where the two horns rise and then curve outwards away from the head, as well as the downturned hmm. ears. We find no elements of uh, buffaloes, nor believe in the possibility of transformation of people into these animals. Uh, uh, there are some ritual aspects that offer parallels. The archaeologist then highlighted that there are other trios of figures painted on caves in the area uh, that look almost identical to these. They, they believe that this could be a serious clue as to whatever the figures were. And it's well, been recognized by multiple people at the time, but they're stumped as to what exactly they could be. Question. No Why questions. Is it, no questions allowed on the after party. We just accept yes. it all. Yeah, Kim Kalsher in the back. Why is it that we expect the cave artists from many moons ago to be realists? Maybe they were fancy artists too. Maybe it was a somebody who was, you know, before his or her time d doing this cave yeah. art. Like or maybe they were keeping the faces way back when. Maybe they're it's keeping artful. their faces anonymous. Right? Maybe, maybe like yeah, somebody was having maybe an affair they were just, and they're like, we're not going to we're maybe, not going to publish the the faces. No, maybe they just drew it like that because that's what, you know, was in their heart to be released. Maybe they were low on ink. Perhaps. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. And, you know, I love uh, alien stories, even when they're ridiculous. I, well, I, from weird, big-headed alien figures <laughs> to giant rats. Oh, Ooh. no. Rats. Finally got one on film. Oh, this oh, is geez. a legendary Vangunu giant rat. And it well, was when you give it a name like that. Caught on camera. It's the Vangunu. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Scientists on the South Pacific island of Vangunu have taken pictures of this critically endangered giant coconut-eating rat for the very first time. The Vangunu giant rat is at least twice the size of a common rat. It lives in trees. It can reportedly use its teeth to chew through the tough husks of coconuts. Ow. It's, uh, it's only known to inhabit one island in the Solomon Islands. The sighting reported in a study published this month in the journal Ecology and Evolution. The oh, rat that. spotted by a team from University of Melbourne, Solomon Islands National University in Zyra Village in Vangunu. Yeah, it's the first species of rodent described in this area in more than 80 years. It's, it's yeah, it's a big rat. So there you go. And you never big, see them. So welcome. Very very Welcome cool. to the party, man. rat. On the last story, John says that they have a water buffalo or cape buffalo in Africa. So I, oh. I learned something today. Thank you. Yeah, it's true. They do. Yeah. Um, it's hard to keep track of all these animals. There's so mm -hmm. many animals. Um, what you can keep track of is the moon. And uh, I mostly put this in because of the headline. You could see November's full beaver moon <laughs> light up the sky around the world. Uh, this, I have uh, oh, nothing, actually, could have. I have I have only dirty things to say. Yeah, um, unfortunately, we uh, we <laughs> delayed the story so much that I think it's it's over because I think it was the on Beaver Monday. Moon is dead. Yeah, yeah, I think the Beaver Moon. You know, if you don't, if you're not quick, the Beaver gets away from you. The second to last full moon of 2023 <laughs> has risen and set, brightening the November skies and giving photographers. You can Google it. You know, well, be careful though if you're googling Beaver you Moon. You want to watch that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is uh, giving photographers and moon enthusiasts across the globe. The opportunity to capture some truly stunning images. And that's like an airplane on the bottom. Do you see that? Is that what that is? I think so. Yeah, oh, commercial cool. airline aircraft flies before the rising full moon beaver above Kuwait City. Um, wow. So if you missed the moon in its full glory this week, which we did, 
Um, these pictures uh, will help you relive it. So this is available on space.com. So if you want to see all the photos like this one, go to space.com and you'll see the full beaver moon. Gotta love the, moon. the beaver moon. The, the moon look, it looks pretty cool. Did you know that sometimes lice may be able to tell our human story? Like Why? Like they get up in front of a podium? No, no, Let me no, tell you about no. these dirty kids that they have. It's because they're the oldest known parasites feeding on the blood of humans. So when you we mean they're not more... radio executives? No, <laughs> those two. The, this means we can learn more about lice, and then that can tell us a lot about our own species and our migratory patterns. This study I'm came good. Good. from the journal PLOS One, P-L-O-S, PLOS like plus One, One, PLOS One, yeah. Is that the uh, journal of inviting people to parties? It is. PLOS One? Uh, yes, welcome. The lice likely <laughs> came to North America in two waves of migration. First, when some humans potentially crossed a land bridge that connected Asia with present-day Alaska. Right, right, then Columbus. Um, yeah, they say researchers in some ways lice are like living fossils that we carry around on our own heads. Isn't Speak that for weird? Yourself. I'm not carrying it. <laughs> I mean, knock on wood, I haven't had them. I'd have to shave my head, and that'd be just a mess. Um, but humans and life and lice have co-evolved for thousands of years. The oldest louse specimen known to scientists is 10,000 years old, found in Brazil in the year 2000. Some lice and humans have a very intertwined relationship, and so studying lice can offer clues into human migratory patterns. It can basically allow us to look into what our story is. They went on this ride across the world with us, yet they are their own organism with some ability to move around on their own from one head to another. So this provides insight into what happened during our time together. Isn't that interesting? Who knew lice were good for anything other than trying to kill them and get them off of you? Yeah. Researchers have found genetic evidence that head lice mirrored both the movement of people into the Americas from Asia and European colonization after Christopher Columbus's arrival in yeah. the late 14th. I knew he was going to come in somehow. Yeah, he always does. He was somewhat mm. of a parasite. Central um, American head lice harbored the Asian background associated with the foundation of the Americas, while South American lice had marks of the European arrival. They have more of a Spanish accent. They did. It was Spanish-speaking lice. SF uh, Tesla they also, says they need to use very small microscopic microphones. They also the detected a recent human migration from Europe after the Americas, after World War II. What they can... Who knew? What they can study, find these, out by uh, studying lice. Like Nazi lice? <laughs> yeah, the Nazi lice. They have ways of sucking of blood. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's important, but yeah. Well, it's just an interesting way of confirming the information that we kind of already knew, right? Yeah, I, I feel like there must be another way to confirm that information. Yeah, I don't want to look yeah. at that louse anymore. Yeah, John yeah. has a good point. Someone Ugh. woke up one day and decided that they wanted to devote their lives to studying lice. Gross. No, yeah. thank you. No, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on for some reason. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this mm -hmm. uh, back to space. You like? The, oh, this is perfect image. It just wipes us out here. The Mars horizon was captured in a new image. No Mars uh, spacecraft has ever had this kind of view before. We've never seen anything like this, literally. Scientists got a rare look at the curving Martian landscape thanks to images captured by NASA's 2001 Mars Odyssey Orbiter, the space agency announced on Tuesday. NASA revealed multiple new panoramic images of clouds and dust in Mars skies and uh, one of its uh, two tiny moons taken by a spacecraft last May. They're captured uh, by the Odyssey's camera called the Thermal Emission Imaging S System, or Themis, uh, or Themis. The rare images were taken at an altitude of about 250 miles, the same altitude at which the International Space Station flies above Earth. Um, yeah, so it's only 250 miles. Interesting. I didn't know that. Did you know that? International Space Station is only 250 miles? No, That's I didn't. I guess Seems they mean like it should be higher up than that, but okay. 250. That must be 200. Well, I guess straight up. That's it. Mm -hmm. I'll, have to, I'll Google that. If there were astronauts in orbit over Mars, uh, this is the perspective they would have, according to Jonathan Hill, the operation lead of the of this uh, system. Mm -hmm. No Mars spacecraft has ever had this kind of view before. The Odyssey, which completed its 22nd year orbiting Mars last month, is expected to take similar pictures in the future and try to capture the Martian atmosphere 
in different seasons. So you'll have like your uh, your Hallmark Channel uh, Martian photos. Go. Yeah. Winter and Mars. Yeah. So pretty cool image. Huh? <clears throat> Let's go to this one. This is completely unnecessary and ridiculous, but there's a new baby skincare line ready to rock and roll just in time for Christmas. It, it's, you know, don't babies already have the perfect skin? Dior now wants to sell them a skincare line. No matter what color the skin. This month, baby Dior unveiled a complete skincare line for little ones. <laughs> they have the Dior Bon Etoile, $230 scented water with whiffs of pear, wild rose, and white musk. Mm -hmm. Pear mm. also features in Le Trit de Tendre, an all-body moisturizer that goes for 115 For those who wish to turn their baby's bath time ritual into a precious moment, Dior offers a $95 bottle of face, body, and hair foam. At the same price, one can buy a cleaning water composed of 98% natural origin ingredients. 98%. We I have cleaning 100 water. Bucks for it. it I comes want... out of the tap. Yeah, it's infused though with mallow flower extract. All right, I don't want to know what that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, baby uh, perfume kind of sounds like a scam. Gordon but... says, I don't want rabbit in my baby lotion. Miss Organics is too much disposable income. Feed babies, not this. Some pediatricians are uh, doc and dermatologists are saying this could actually be harmful. The scent of your baby, the natural scent of your baby, helps you bond with them. And even natural perfumes, putting Why? perfume it, on a baby. If your baby doesn't smell right, you're going to reject it? I guess. Uh, essential oils, all the perfumes on a baby have the potential to disrupt a baby's endocrine system. And so dermatologists say avoid it at all costs. Don't do that. You should stick to Le Johnson's baby oil. Yeah, well, I didn't use Johnson's anything on my babies because um, none of them held up to the European standards. So I think I used Mustela, which has, it's like more natural and better, you know, rules in the oh, EU. Oh, and you follow for... the European standards because you are European. Well, you know, it's true. So... Although the, that shampoo did have a smell to it, but I can't see paying, you know, $250, $10 for a perfume to put on my baby. Well, if you're buying baby Dior, your kid's life is already messed up. Baby Dior. Let's just yeah. keep it no, real. thank you. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, Let's go back to, can we go back to space? <laughs> well, yeah, this is technically space, yeah. <laughs> or dinosaurs. Even without a meteorite, the stage was set for dinosaurs to go extinct. Did you see this news? No. Before the um, the 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 explosive end of a non of non avian dinosaurs is the most infamous blow to life on Earth, right? But there's long been hints that the asteroid may not be the main culprit behind the mass extinction, just the more most spectacular isolated contribution. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a pretty cool Im image. Um, before the dramatic event, that's not a real photo, by the way. <laughs> a 66 million years ago, toxic winds of change. That sounds like a song. We're already brewing in the air. A new analysis by an international team of researchers has added evidence to claims that the world prior to the asteroid uh, blow was anything but paradise, with measures of sulfur in the atmosphere reaching critical levels. So together with other studies on levels of mercury, the research provides a signature of volcanic activity strong enough to cause significant climate disruptions. In 1991, the timing of this volcanic activity had been dismissed as too early to be behind the mass extinction event, but more recent studies demonstrate it's possible the timing was close enough to be significant. Our data suggests that volcanic sulfur degassing uh, from such activity could have caused repeated short-lived global drops in temperature, according to a University of Oslo geoscientist. Um, she sounds credible. The team examined rocks from the Deccan Traps, one of the largest volcanic features in what's now West India. They applied a new technique that developed, they developed for measuring sulfur concentration. So models suggest uh, sustained sulfur emissions from the Deccan Traps were enough to substantially alter the global climate, climate change. This volcanic region alone released a staggering 1 million cubic kilometers of molten rock. What's more, formation of the highly concentrated sulfur containing lava at Thakavadi Tubushi, I'm totally mispronouncing this, uh, within the region coincides with the cooling crustaceous climate, the team notes. So, um, Interesting. So yeah. So uh, this isn't the first time the environment's been screwed up for life. Mm. 
Well, from space to food, Yelp Ooh, is out with four California eateries that they are listing among the best restaurants in the United States of America. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what they are. One of them okay. is in the Bay Area. Uh, the first time ever, Yelp has this whole best of the New Year restaurants. Mm-hmm. So they released this list, the 2023 best new restaurants in the United States. And in second place comes this restaurant in the Oakland area along Piedmont Avenue. It's called Pomet. P-O-M-E-T. Pomet. It's a farm, one of these farm-to-table restaurants owned by a farmer. K&J Orchards, uh, A.M. Boone Deasy, opened up this restaurant, Palmette, on Oakland's Piedmont Avenue in 2022. It earned a Michelin Green Star for its sustainability efforts. Michelin Star, not a Michigan Star? Not a Michigan Star, a Michelin Star. The restaurant's menu varies based on what ingredients are in season. They have a sample dinner menu right now featuring a persimmon and beet salad trout with sweet potato and Brussels sprouts, and ugly mushroom pasta with celery root miso butter. This is the second best restaurant in the United States, according to Yelp. The other three in California are in Southern California. One is called Mansky. It's a Michelin star restaurant in Los Angeles. It was number three on the list. They have a 10-course tasting menu, French, uh, Californian fusion kind of thing. Uh, San Laurel, another Los Angeles restaurant, is at number 21. And let's see. Uh, yeah, the that restaurant has a Spanish influence. So that's nice. And then San Diego's California English was ranked number 24 on the list. And that's, you may remember Richard Blaze from Top Chef. That's one of his restaurants and it reimagines English dishes with California ingredients. So there you go. There's California's top four best restaurants according to Yelp. Not to take anything uh, away from the restaurants, but Yelp doesn't exactly scream credibility. Um, no. Just quickly, if you remember, I think I mentioned on the show that I, I, I've run into people that worked at Yelp and they were like salespeople that weren't really supposed to be salespeople, but their job mm-hmm. was to go to restaurants and like shake them down. And if, if they paid up, then they would clean up their uh, reviews. Man. So yeah. I take everything that you get from Yelp with a big old grain of uh, restaurant quality mm-hmm. uh, salt. Um, another Did company you know- that... Yep. Today is the day you can get your uh, Tesla truck. Oh. Yes. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but if you get it, you don't want it to be towed away. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Passerby in San Francisco snapped a photo of a shiny Tesla Cybertruck as it was getting towed away on Saturday morning. So somebody got theirs early. Um, it doesn't really look like a truck. No, I don't know what it looks like. It's weird yeah. looking. That's for sure. That, I wouldn't call that a truck. Mm-hmm. Um, Several people can be seen watching as a tow truck backs up to the cyber truck in preparation for a tow. It is unclear why the truck was towed. Well, it's San Francisco. So it was like three inches past the curb there. That's probably why. Uh, but the photo in the photo appears to be, yeah, blocking the garage in the driveway. I don't know why they say it's unclear. And then they, they tell you exactly doesn't matter how, how cool it looks. If it's blocking <laughs> the driveway, it's going. Uh, I don't understand, like. KTVU, come on. It is unclear why the truck was towed, but in the photo, it appears to be blocking the garage and driveway. <laughs> KTVU has really gone downhill. Um, mm. Blocking driveways is a big no-no in a full-to-the-brim uh, full San Francisco neighborhoods. I can attest to that. Later the same day, a video of a cyber truck was... Uh, the, the video of the cyber truck being towed away was posted to social media as well. Um, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's a truck. Sorry. Like, you have to have, like, a... The back to the truck. So it has this thing in the back that slides open. So technically you can put cargo in the back, I guess. That's more of an SUV. It's like a futuristic SUV. Yeah. Low to the ground. It almost looks like a, you know, a space rover or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to call it a truck. I refuse. It's the truck of the future. (laughs) So that's your, that's your Tesla update. Speaking of the future, can I do the story before we break? Yes. Google AI. Be careful because Google AI controls the YouTube channel. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Google's AI just just apparently made 800 years worth of discoveries. And the people in charge say what it found 
could revolutionize technology, bringing technologies like superconductors closer to reality. Google DeepMind's artificial intelligence could be on the verge of helping scientists make breakthroughs because of predictions for millions of entirely new materials that could help build next-gen AI computing chips, batteries, renewable energy, and more. This breakthrough detailed in the scientific journal Nature yesterday, Google explained how its AI graph network for materials exploration has essentially completed 800 years worth of research and discovery, enabling labs to start testing these predicted materials as soon as possible. And so... Ultimately, the AI could dramatically increase the speed and efficiency of discovery by predicting the stability of new materials. Interesting. Um, DeepMind will share the findings with the scientific community to help speed up it? new discoveries and what engineering. If, what, if Deep, what if DeepMind decides not to share? Oh, it will. What if DeepMind thinks, you know, you know, these humans are already destroying themselves <laughs> fast enough as it is? Do they really need new materials to... I feel like we had a pace of innovation. You know, we had every few years something else, yeah, and the it was going society so well. slowly changed. It was going all right. And then and now, now somebody pushed a button, and we're on the fast track of innovation. We're, we're going to have new things being thrown at us all the time. Um, they're calling this a holy grail for technologists that would enable electronics to run with yeah. perfect efficiency. I think technology jumped the shark when we hit NFTs. Yeah. We could rewind and maybe take that one away. That would yeah. be a good idea. I think that's when no. everything just started going downhill. No. Um, some of the stuff they found, the AI-generated material designs can be engineered in a lab. So it's not like you have to go find them on some mountain or anything. Well, but they got to make it out of something. Yeah, they do. That came from somewhere. It allegedly. is, by the way, Trivia Thursday. Oh, it is. The... Uh, the it's not topic geography. this week it's not geography it could be it's it? anything california oh, related that's true i tried to not make it geography so if it relates to california it's fair game okay it's coming up next right here on the after party live the after party live is underwritten by our audience and without you this show wouldn't be possible if you can contribute 10 15 or 20 dollars a month it would keep this party a rockin the paypal link can be found in the about section of the youtube channel or at the bottom of the show description any dollar amount is appreciated, and it all adds up. On behalf of Kim and myself, thank you for your consideration. Aloha, bitches. It's the After Party Live. Humongous oh. thank you to yes. our ongoing contributors, Teresa W., Candida W., and Harold H. We so appreciate it. Of course, the super stickers, the super chats are uh, open and live here on the after party live thank you harry uh, for the five dollars and thank you wes just wes, in yay, harry and wes thank you guys um, so much really thank cool. you guys we're we're our revenues down we're down a little bit at the end of the last day of the month so um if if you wanted to contribute and you haven't if you have thank you very much if you haven't and you yeah. wanted to contribute now would be a great time uh we appreciate it and so would julia uh kim's daughter because she wants to go to uh, was it bassoon lessons yeah well she just started bassoon lessons yeah. yesterday so there we go you keep getting yourself like stuck in these uh, money pits you know since we went political today can i talk to you just moments before we start trivia oh, this is about a slippery slope who do, you, who do you think would be if there's going to be a movie about trump who would be the best person to play trump um trump what do you think no one would be no. better there's no one no. better than trump no trump jr no 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 uh well trump jr maybe but i'm talking like a real actor well, they are real actors. Um, I have no idea. Someone arrogant. Someone who can do arrogant. Mm. Well, there is going to be a Trump movie. And it's going to be called The Apprentice, I think, is what it's called. Oh, okay. And here's the actor tapped to play Trump. Uh, I don't think he looks much mm. like Trump. But uh, his name is Sebastian Stan. Yeah. And... He was in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. Uh, the they got to work on girl. his eyebrows. They probably have to change his eyebrows. They need to change his hair. Get rid of the beard, obviously. 
Variety says the movie features Stan as the 45th president during his early real estate days in the 70s and 80s, mm. also documenting his relationship with mentor attorney Roy Cohn. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it'll be interesting. I'm trying to figure out exactly what it's called. I thought it was called, yes, The Apprentice. It's described as an exploration of power and ambition set in a world of corruption and deceit. A yeah. mentor-protege story that charts the origins of an American dynasty. It's a dynasty? Trump would be so upset that you didn't know the title of his movie. Yeah, whatever. Your fake news. Uh, they say it's filled with larger-than-life characters, and it You're reveals... Nasty. You're a nasty woman. <laughs> I'll take that <laughs> proudly. It reveals the moral and human cost of culture defined by winners and losers. Losers. Yeah. That's his favorite. Uh, but word. I don't know. This I don't we'll see how he looks, Sebastian, when he Stan, when he um he plays the role, but he doesn't look very Trumpy to me. So I don't know. Yeah. Thank you, Modorek, for a dollar. Thank you to thank you very much. Jim Slayton for five dollars. Thank you, Jim Slayton. For a new read on one of the instruments on uh Trust uh, me. One of the instruments. Oboes go through a lot of reads, so thank you for that. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. Let's do our California trivia. Can we do it? California. California. Okay. Uh, is that, who is wants that to the first? original? Is that the the uh, the spur of the moment intro? Yes. California. California. <laughs> We're working on it. We'll work on it. Oh goodness. You want me to go uh, first? Yeah, sure. How many okay. capitals did California have? I oh. said it was not going to be geography. How many capitals did California have before Sacramento? Uh, three. Mm. How many it capitals? Vallejo, right? Mm -hmm. And then wasn't there one in like was it San Jose or Santa Cruz? San Jose. Okay, San Jose. Uh, so that's two. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think San Francisco was one, but there I was another. It was, one. It was uh, San Francisco temporarily, like a short. Oh, period was it? Time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then there was an odd one. Okay, so I'll, I'll amend my answer to four. Wrong. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's see. Uh, let's see who got Somebody got it. Let's see who got it. Who got it? It looks like BA Aware got it. So it was preceded by Monterey, Vallejo, Benicia, San Jose, and San Francisco. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, Benicia. Well, BA Benicia. See, BA Aware knows how to Google it. Right on. I hope, you, I hope you didn't Google it before you gave us the answer, though. Um, What city is in the very center of California, very middle of the state. We're like, no geography. Um, what city is right in the center? Right in the center. Right Do you mean smack like... Smack in the middle. North, south, east, and west? Mm-hmm, right in the middle. It, we're not a square, so... Right. No offense. As middle, as middle as you can be. Hmm. It's got to be something around, like, Fresno, I right? would have never known this. But this is a good knowledge moment for it's all not, of us. It's not Fresno. No, it's called North Fork. Oh, I don't know where mm -hmm. that is. The fine hamlet of North Fork. I'll have to Google it. Mm-hmm. Google it. Um, but anyway, I'll do that later. <laughs> what do that. you got? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess I hope these aren't all geography. What is the smallest county in California? The smallest county? Yeah. What is the smallest county in California? Do, 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 Marin. Do, do. Nope. Although it has a small population, but no. Smaller. Smaller in population and in size. Oh, San Francisco. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. We have a lot of people. So you mean population-wise, not area-wise? Well, I was thinking... Um, oh, that's true. I think it means, it means total of both. Huh, okay. <laughs> because in terms of acre... Let's leave San Francisco out of it because... All right. Yeah, San Francisco is obviously really small. Although I'll give credit to it. who said San Francisco. I did. Well, you don't count. Like it's, I'm talking uh. about in the, in the chat. <laughs> but you do. You do count. I'm sorry. You do count. Know, but uh, someone rude. in the chat got it. I know that was rude unintentionally. William got it. Sandy got it. What's um, the answer? Jim Shields. Um, let's uh, if you let's let's say let's modify it. if you were to include population size and number of acres. Bucks says mm. sketchy questions. I'm sorry. I stole it from somewhere else. <laughs> um Gordon's close with Trinity. Okay. Oh, John got it. Sorry, John. John got it. 
Alpine. All right. Alpine County only has, it's 465,000 acres. So obviously San Francisco is not that big. Uh, uh, right? I'm not good with acres. I don't know. I'll have to see how many acres are in San Francisco. Um, but then the, uh, sorry, I apologize. San Francisco is like seven square miles or something. Right? Yeah, I don't know how many acres that would be. But um, it's also the smallest in terms of population. So, um, yeah. Which well, that California was a, 30, county? 30, the city is about 30,000 acres. So, okay. anyway, that, that question sucked, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Which California county is the largest geothermal field in the world located? Sonoma. That's right. Yeah. The geysers. Uh, the geysers. Let's mm -hmm. see. Um, the first modern landfill built in the United States was constructed in which city? San Francisco? No. Oh. There's no landfill in San Francisco proper. It's South City. Nope. Yeah. Nope. First modern landfill built in the U.S. was constructed in which city? Mm, don't know. What do you guys think? Do, 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 do. I'll give you a clue. It is not on the coast. Hmm. It is not a huge city. It's big, but it's not huge. Hmm. Not San Jose. Not, not Kansas City. <laughs> Sorry, Beth. Not Sacramento. Not Colma. First modern landfill in, built in the U.S. was constructed in Sandy's closest, Fresno. Oh, okay. Yep. All right, here's one you might know, okay. being a former McDonald's employee. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. The oldest operating McDonald's restaurant is situated in which city? I think it's in San... It's like Inland Empire... Uh, I want to say San Bernardino, Barstow. No, it's it's one of those cities down there. East LA. Can I say it? <laughs> East of LA? The you want the answer, or does anybody in the chat uh, have it? Let's see. Someone's saying Baldwin Park. I got a guess for San Bernardino. I'm guessing that's not. Mm, right. I'll give you guys the answer. Maybe it's a hard one. This uh, oldest operating McDonald's is located in Downey, California. Downey. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I've seen so that before, so oldest currently operating, not the first. Uh, it's the oldest operating McDonald's restaurant. Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't founded there when it. Yeah. Anyway, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Um, do, do, do. Let's see. Next question. What is the largest county in the United States? In, here in California. What is the largest county in the United States? Hmm. Um, is it San Diego County? No. Hmm. Is it, uh, it Del Norte? Oh, San Bernardino. And, okay. and William got it. Yeah, cool. San Bernardino. What is the largest landlocked harbor in the world? Landlocked? Mm-hmm. Landlocked harbor. So it's a lake? It's a landlocked harbor. Well, it's not What's completely landlocked or, you know. Well, that's why, what does that even mean? I don't know what that means. Mm. I need more information. It means it's surrounded by land mostly. <laughs> so it's not landlocked. Uh, harbor? So it would have to be on, is it in the San Diego area? No, it's the San Francisco Bay. I'll tell you because it's kind of a weird That's question. It's not landlocked. It is kind of because once you come through the Golden Gate Strait, <sighs> you're looking at land on all sides, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it's not landlocked. I don't even know what that, that's a mm. stupid term. This is not one of the best uh, trivia sessions we've done. Uh, <laughs> next question <laughs> How many earthquakes does California experience on average? Landlocked port. On average, what? Like a day, a month, a year? What? Uh, a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 300. No. no 600. No. That's way, <laughs> way wrong. 3,023. Way wrong per year. Really? Okay. You're way off. Landlocked harbor. Dieter's getting closer. Jim Shields 9, overshot it. 
what you're uh, we're narrowing mm. it down. So it's between fifty thousand and three hundred thousand. What is it? Uh, one hundred thousand earthquakes per year Whoa, is average. Really? Many of those earthquakes are quite feeble, so you will not feel them. But you know what? We do feel an earthquake right now from what? Deborah B. Ten dollar super sticker. What? Thank you, Deborah. That's Thank so nice. Thank you, Deborah. Yeah. Very kind. Um. I don't know if I like this question, so I'm gonna skip it. And I go apologize to for one. this whole trivia this week. We need to put. I thought the tri California trivia would be a good one. It was a good idea. The, it the was Hollywood, your idea, and I give you credit for it. The Hollywood sign was made by which company? Uh, the Hollywood Land Company. No. Anybody know? It was by a land company. Right? By publisher Harry Chandler. That's who made the Hollywood sign. It but was it was a, like a real estate development. It was yeah. It was an advertisement. For it Hollywood supposed... Land, like it was like the neighborhood that they were selling, right? Uh, it, it was. He was a book publisher, I believe. Yeah. No, I don't but know. I mean, they were selling like real estate there. Oh, here's a good that. question. Can I do one more? Because uh, that was a I, short we're one. Not, we're not supposed to ask questions. So I apologize. Yeah, go ahead. Which Which California city has hosted both the Summer and the Winter Olympics? What city? Summer and winter. Mm-hmm. I. LA is hosted the summer, but I don't think it's hosted the winter. Apparently it did. Oh, because I thought that was up in like Tahoe. The, Tahoe had one as well. Oh. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Winter Olympics in LA? Yeah. How did they I guess do that? So. Oh, maybe it must have been up at Big Bear. Probably. Yeah. Google it. California Man. was initially named the what state? So the initial name of California, or the nickname. The blank state. Hmm. What was California named? Well, we're the golden state, right? Right. So initially but before named. that? Yeah, that's um, where that's where the word initially comes in. That's kind of your clue here. Don't be a don't be a wiener. Too late. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer. It was uh, uh, what the poppy state, the ocean state. What? Uh, what we we'll have? have to get. We'll give Lori, uh, Lori credit. She's the closest. It was the, the grizzly bear state. Oh well, that's what's on our flag, right? The, the grizzly, grizzly bear? bear state. Hence the bear on the flag. As you, you get credit for that. But as the human population increased in California, trouble escalated between bear and man. As a result, the bears were hunted for sport, thus leading to their extinction when there was no longer any bears left. <laughs> California was renamed the Golden State. A lot which, of sunshine, no bears. Which incident helped California earn its nickname? The Bear Flag Revolt. Mm -mm. Our nickname is the Golden State. The Gold Rush? That's right. Oh. Mm-hmm. I thought Golden State referred to like sunshine. I'm learning so yeah. much today. <laughs> uh, this question you already did. So I'm down one question. Uh, skipping. What is the state, California state fruit? This is kind of uh, tricky. Fruit? Yeah, this is tricky. What is California's state fruit? I think someone in the chat will get isn't it. A fruit. Is an artichoke a fruit? No. No, hmm. no, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> You said it was tricky. <laughs> I'm going to keep being a wiener. Uh, while you think about it. Fruit. While you think about it. B.A. Uh, sorry, the chat's going really fast. B.A. Ware. $5. Thanks for Thanks, a great show. I don't know nice. about great. I mean, maybe average. I don't know. What's our state fruit? <gasps> Someone got it. Let's see who got it first. It is Jennifer. Jennifer got it. Avocado. avocado. That's a fruit. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I like how you question. You can't gaslight the avocado. Come on. I like the avocado. Yes, it's the fruit. Yeah. Uh, it's got a seed in the middle, right? Uh, I I bartended with somebody whose grandfather owned a avocado farm. Oh, really? They're like they're like set for life. Wow. It's like there's still work, but you contract everything out, and you have to. If somebody has to come in and monitor like the water levels, and then you hire like the people who harvest, like the people you're going to sell to, actually bring the harvesters in right mm -hmm. so it's a matter of just like giving people cuts of the profits but can you imagine you're like eh, i don't have to work anymore i inherited an avocado farm what is the height of california's highest peak mount whitney Fourteen thousand feet how'd you know that did you google it 
No, I'm a California State history major. I should know more of these answers. <laughs> or not a California State history major, but I took two yeah. two upper division courses. Um, God, it was so boring, too. We had to read a book like this big on the history of California water mm-hmm. and a book that big on the history of California oil. Can I tell you a secret? Because I think the statute of limitations have passed. One, two, skip a few. <laughs> Three, four, <laughs> skip some more. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the answer is 14,505. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. Do you know what um, mountain range Mount Whitney is part of? Sierra Nevada. And the American Cordillera. 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 Wait, it's Cordillera. part of multiple ranges? Yeah. Is that like a sub range? I need more information. Unknown. Don't ask questions. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> This is like the sketchiest trivia segment we've ever done. <laughs> what you got? Anything else? We need like a, like an oversight. Like we need somebody to come in. What do they call that when they have the observer come in and like take over a police department? Auditor. The yeah, auditor. We, we need an audit trivia auditor. Jesus Christ. Do you have another one? Because I have another one. If you Yeah, don't. I have another one. Uh, the largest yeah. lake fully enclosed in California. You could call it landlocked. Mm-hmm. What is the largest lake fully enclosed in California? Lake Tahoe. Wrong. Whatever. Fully enclosed in California. See? Lake Tahoe is partially Nevada. Nevada. Oh, California. Fully enclosed. You got to listen to, like, you got to look at, you know, pay attention to the Hmm. words in the question. Is it the one near Castaic? No. No. No, no, no. Southern California is correct, though. See if somebody will get it. It's not named a lake. It's not named. It's not in the name. It's in Southern California. Jim gets it. Salt and Sea. Awesome. Yes. What is the highest temperature ever recorded in Death Valley? It's like 120. Up. Oh. Wow. 125? Higher. 130. A little bit higher than that. 132. John Watson has you beat. I think it's John oh. that says it. Uh, Pauline's got it. It's 135. Pauline's the answer uh, is 134 degrees. Oh, oh, John got it first. Then. John got is that it. What, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah John, John gets credit. That's hot. Sorry, Pauline. Hit that. That's hot, hot. Pull that away. Yeah. But you get credit, too. Um, very cool. What California city is known as Surf City, USA? Ah, this one I know because you see the city of Santa Cruz originally, well, they had claimed it, but then Huntington Beach said, no, it's ours. And so there was a lawsuit that we covered Uh-oh. that whose was it? Who had could lay claim mm-hmm. to that moniker? Right. And it looks like Huntington Beach had it first. Sorry, Santa it, Cruz. I think it makes sense. You know, it's Southern California, and was there a reason why it was? It, it was it, they were the first to use it. That was the argument. Like, yeah, and they and so it was going to be copyrighted because it was going to be put on oh. shirts, and so oh, then I there see. was a lawsuit over who could copyright it, which city, Santa Cruz or Huntington Beach, had the right to Surf City. Yeah, right. They could say Surf City NorCal. They didn't want to say that. They wanted the gotcha. name to be theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have one more, so you have you have some more? Yeah. Okay. You want me to do another one? What's the oldest cable car in San Francisco? Oldest cable car. They date from like from like the 1800s, right? So like 18, 18 I wouldn't have gotten this right. You would think like it's Market or it's Powell or whatever. Oh, you mean the specific line? It's the oldest cable car in San Francisco. Oh, so not the year. You mean like the name of the line? Mm-hmm. Oh, um... I don't even know the names because there's two lines that there's two lines that split off. They both go up Powell. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but I'm going to say the one that's for the, the closer to the Golden Gate Bridge. Does anybody know? I'm not seeing it. These are all guesses I would have made. Hyde, California, Old Red. It is called the Clay Street Hill Railroad. That is the oldest cable car in San Francisco. Oh, so it's not still in operation. 
I don't think so. Oh, okay. That's kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Man, we Always need to work on this trivia segment. Huh? Mm. Was there a complaint? Or are you saying Only I'm from... always a complaint? Well, yes. it doesn't make sense because I would think, like, it's yeah. kind of implied, like, there's three cable car lines, right, that are operating. Like, which one's the oldest? Right. So, I don't know. We need to work on this segment. Um, <laughs> myself included. <laughs> I, could, I could admit you one. You got one more? Hit me with one more. Yeah, and I don't think you're going to get this one. You ready okay. for it? Yeah. What is the state insect of California? Some oh, and BA of... where I got the clay. Oh, look at you. Good job. Um, some type of beetle? A uh, nope. uh, golden be- state beetle? Golden is not in in the name. Oh. Uh, oh, it's the Californicus fly. Nope. The mm. word dog is in it. Interesting. The word dog is in it. It's a th- um, if you include California, it's a three-part name. The California blank blank. Dieter is close. William's close. Pauline is close. The state insect of California. I don't think anyone's going to get this. So the California dog-faced butterfly. The dog-faced butterfly, of course. I've never even heard of that. Have you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, It doesn't get a lot of love, apparently. I don't even know what it looks like to you. It doesn't. No, but I have heard of it. I mean, how do you forget that name, right? Well, apparently we... (laughs) Apparently, Apparently we, we did. did. <laughs> poor, I think they need to do a, like a campaign for the poor butterfly. It's like, oh, come on, man. I'm the state insect. Well, uh, this that leads me to this question. Which California city is also known as the city of dogs? San Francisco. How did you know this? Because I live in San Francisco. It's a city of dogs. There's no Why children do they call here. it the city of dogs? Because there's no children here. There are more dogs than children. Oh, really? Is that yeah. why? Well, I mean, there are oh. kids, but there aren't a lot. But when you hear a kid like crying, like a you know, on the street in a restaurant, you're like, "Oh yeah, children." Forgot about those. Okay, rapid fire. Are you ready? Oh. What I'm does Eureka no. mean? I found it. Or yeah, found it. I have found it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take. Yeah. I'll accept that answer. Uh, what city in California is the biggest producer of avocados? Fallbrook. <laughs> San Diego. It's Fallbrook. Uh, Fallbrook, San Diego. Is it? Yeah. How many Fallbrook counties is... in California? Uh, 52? 58 is the answer. How many state parks in California? 128. Wrong. 280. How much time did the Golden Gate Bridge take to fully build? Uh, Five years? Almost. Four years, four and a half months. The most visited zoo in California is? San Diego. That's exactly right. Um, California shares borders with which U.S. states? Uh, Arizona, uh-huh. Nevada, uh-huh. Oregon. Yes, that's it. You got it right. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> I was like, you're not counting like the corners. That's right? it. That's all. Um, we, this is an easy one. What's the only tree found in the Mojave Desert? Oh, um, Joshua's. That's right. You got it. And lastly, how many national parks does California have? Nine. That's right. Well done. Well, thank you for playing the rapid round. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to show the uh, California dog face butterfly. I don't think I've ever seen this before. It's beautiful. Have you ever seen that? Have we ever seen anything like this before? I haven't seen one flying around either. Anyone in the audience ever seen the California dog face butterfly? Dog face butterfly in person. Why does it say dog face? Does it look like the front of it? Like, does it have a weird little ugly face? I thought we weren't supposed to ask questions. Or a cute dog face? I'm not supposed to ask questions. Oh. Um, the dog oh, face right, butterfly no named so because of the poodle like silhouette on the wings of the male. Huh. It looks like a poodle. Okay. Looks more it like a look duck on the top. To me. It looks like, like a duck, yeah. Like ducks looking beak. left and right. Yeah. Yeah. Unless that's maybe that's not a male? No. I'm confused. I don't see a dog face. Does anyone see a dog? Has anyone seen? Has anyone seen the dog face butterfly? And does anyone see a dog there? Uh, anyone? Murphy says I only saw it when my fourth grader had to draw one. Yeah. I I find it. I mean, I studied California history in a upper division, you know, California State University, and I've never heard of the California dog dog face butterfly. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. I don't know. It's pretty. It's different. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right, then. Well, that brings us to the close. Is that right? <laughs> Is that it? That's it's all over? we got. Little California trivia of questionable origin, and we're out. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Magnum with a $5 super sticker. Thank you for starting off the party. Wes with a $5 super sticker. Mo with $1. So nice. And Jim with $5. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, Deborah with 10 as well. Be aware with five. Thank you for being here and for kicking it with us for this hour as we kind of hang out. And and ongoing contributors. Let's not forget yeah. Teresa W, Candida W, yeah. and Harold H. I think we may may have met our fundraising goal for the uh, for the month. Thanks to all y'all because without you, this show would go away. Yeah, that would thank be sad. you. We'll be right back tomorrow with some more fun stories and uh, and an easy atmosphere. Thank you for hanging with us on the After Party Live. Have a great afternoon, everybody. Have Bye, a great John afternoon. Daly. I'll see you on Friday. Fabulous Florida on the Mark Thompson that Show. That sounds good. See you tomorrow. Adios. Bye-bye.